0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Sports show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. Glad to be back in the Carolina Sports Plus studio. Glad to be here on this hump day. Didn't know if I was gonna make it this this hump day. This Wednesday. It has been a long week. Had an audit this morning. Worked twenty hours last or yesterday. Went and had to pick up some things for the store. Had to be back in at two o'clock this morning. Um, didn't get off as early as I wanted to, still was able to get a nap in. Very exhausted, very long week, um, but glad, as we have discussed, glad to be here, glad to put everything in the back burner. This is our opportunity to kind of just shut out the world, do what we do. Talk some sports. Have a great time. Speaking of having a great time talking about, uh, and speaking of talking about sports, let me get my uh, co-host in here and uh, let's get him on the mic. Mario, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing pretty good tonight. Glad to be in the Carolina Sports Plus studio talking some sports on this Wednesday.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. definitely will uh, be uh, picking your brain throughout the rest of this week when it comes to the career side of the field. So look look for some messages this week. Um, ironically enough, before uh-huh. this last couple of days, just kind of blew up with, well, i story short for uh, those that don't follow me or don't know much, really i tired of the theft. And uh, last night, like I said, I spent 20 hours yesterday getting ready for uh, audits and Death's already out of control. People really don't care. And last night is a prime example. After being the wife, discussed we got to figure it out. We got to do something. We need to. We need to make a leap. We need. We need to change what we're doing. Um, I bust my butt the way I do. And Mario, Mario can tell you quicker than anybody, especially that doesn't live in Ohio, how well I can bust my butt. Um mm-hmm. That's Two guys come in and steal $600 worth of stuff just to put myself that much in a, farther in a hole in an audit in, in a theft-ridden society. So uh, it gets to a point I don't know how much more I can take. What they steal? They end up stealing seven cases of Red Bull uh, off the display uh, on the floor by the front door and two uh, cases of beer. Uh-huh. 163 oh. red bulls at 319 apiece. that's like 540 dollars yeah. just there uh um, yeah. a lot of people don't a lot of people don't and i don't think i've ever said this to mario um mar mario inspires me mar- mario is somebody um when it comes to the career world and there's a lot of a lot of things. Not this, is just one. One specifically that I'm touching on. Um, he's a family man, great with the kids. I, I go on and on. I've known Mario for a very long time, man. I'm not, Mario didn't know this was coming, and I, you know he, he didn't know I was going to be tooting his horn tonight. Um, but uh-huh. he does inspire me. He is somebody that I do look up on, uh, at, especially the career path and taking the chances um, and, and, and uh, seizing the opportunity. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's going to be some uh, serious discussions coming up, Mario, and uh, this week uh, me and you are going to start some of those um, so, okay. I, so I can figure out. Um, there, there's just been too much family time, too much personal time, too much health has been sacrificed. Um For other people, mm-hmm. and it needs to be i that's one thing that does inspire me uh one of the things that inspired me about you is you do it for yourself you you if yeah. you, you put your health at risk or your time or family time is to build you and what you have and your 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 family's dream and your family's um future um all I'm mm-hmm. doing is continuously to build someone else's dream and let them sit at home and things things are gonna have to uh, um we're going to, same things are going to change. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's speaking right. of which, since we, since we did all that, let's, let's let know a little, little something about what you do, where you can be found, um, and uh, the dream you are building.
2: Okay. Uh, you can catch us online at Carolina Sports Plus. We got a lot of good things going on from uh, topics to merchandise to fairs and festivals and news. You can catch merchandise at Uh Our first event for kicking off the festival year of 2024 is coming up soon, and that's March 1st and 2nd in uh, Lumberton. And uh, right now we're, cur- we're currently building uh, a mobile a mobile store. So I just got done I just got done from being outside messing with it just because I know we had the show tonight, but. That's what we got going on. You're more than welcome to give us a follow, a like, and uh, we'll return the favor.
1: One, it's it's weird to hear festivals already. Uh, I guess living in yeah. North Carolina for twenty three or four years, whatever it was, it, it, it doesn't seem out of the ordinary. March, uh, it's festival time weather, but when you're in the, the great state of Ohio for the last five years and the first eighteen years of your life, and know what March is like in Ohio. It's weird to hear that we got festivals and stuff already coming up uh we're yeah, right around no. the corner from that so uh insane, insane differences um, Mario to ask you a question oh did, uh, you, did, did you did did you know we had a new show debut on the one ten nation sports radio network just like three nights ago
2: three nights ago yeah. i, I saw i saw it i i saw it i saw it on
1: right, that's uh, right. on We had a, we had a show what? debut, and I, I, I wasn't uh-huh. saying just to, to, to point you out. I, I just I want to make sure everybody knows that there was a show that debuted on the One Ten Nation Sports Radio Network about three nights ago. As to be more specific, Sunday night, eight thirty, right here on the One Ten Nation Sports Radio Network. Make sure you guys tune in tune into the closers. Um, you that's know that's a Um, It showed that they hit the big topics of the week, just like we do um, Sunday night show to close out the week. That's why they went with the closers, was to kind of recap what just happened Monday through Saturday Mm -hmm. or earlier Sunday and uh, kind of close out the week um, and get you guys wrapped up for the week and get you guys uh, off to the work week. Um, It was funny because we did our show last week and... We got off the air as we do every show and kind of at some point, if it's right after the show or maybe early the next day, have a discussion about the show. And to be honest and to be fair, whether or not we have the conversation right after the show or the next day is usually based on me um, and why, what I mean by that is because of my work schedule, sometimes, and I'm not going to say sometimes, sometimes, as far as I can remember, 100% of the time, Mario will send me a message after about the show. Now, determining determine whether or not what my day's been like, work week's been like, and I can work the next morning... Whether or not I hear that message, I reply to that message. There's a lot of times I shut this thing down at 10 o'clock or 10.05, whenever time we get done, I turn the light, I put the laptop next to the bed or walk it over to the next to the bed, depending on if the uh, area is cleaned off to do it over at the desk or not. I turn the light off and I roll and go to sleep. If I make it usually five minutes after the show, that is a task. Um, so, um, But... At some point, usually right after the show, we discuss how we thought the show went and what we could do or this, that, and the other. And I feel most of our shows kind of go somewhat similar, but I think last week, um, I think we did – I think we – had a little bit more of the conversation, us kicking back, and that was kind of what you pointed out—that um, uh-huh. we weren't just—we just weren't here spitting stats and facts. Yeah. we were. Uh-huh. We were, We were having a conversation, but we were sprinkling in those stats and facts to to kind of back what we were saying and the conversations we were having. But we were just having conversations. We were we were yeah. enjoying life, and that's. And when he said that, I was saying to you that's exactly what this is supposed to be anyway to me this is uh, it's a podcast we're not we're not you know we're not uh you know first things first or the cow herd or the the herd or first take where we're just going to talk stats and, and facts the whole time and not really have much of a uh conversation we're gonna be very you know they are very opinionated. a lot of them are um mm. especially Nick Wright and stephen a smith but I love the flow we had last week. And when I listened to Sunday show, um, I heard exactly the same thing that we did that Wednesday. Like it was just a conversation. It was two. as a matter of fact, they had a couple of people they had set up already that called in. Like it was a constant, just rounds of conversations, just different. Like it was conversation and it was so, It was so easy listening i you know i messaged them and let them know i was like you know the only hard thing about these type of shows and this is only why this is why we only had i only did one short clip of our show to put out there is because where we just conversate and we just kind of go with the the wind and there's really no change Uh and it's hard to title clips and make different clips just like their show on sunday you know, I only found one section that I could, they talked about the AOC championship. Then the rest of the show was hard to take certain clips and title it mm. because they just kind of brought pretty to this. And they talked about that for a little bit. And, well, then this, like, but it was just conversation. Like, it was, you know, it wasn't like it was just points, you know, bullet points where I could, okay, I could call this. You know, Brett Purdy comes back and, you know, got five, ten minutes of, no, it's conversation like we do. Yeah, um, so, yeah. like I told him, as difficult as it is to make short video clips for him for our, our video side, our YouTube channel. Um, I loved their flow of the show. <laughs> it was great conversation. It was easy conversation. That was easy to keep up with, and honestly, it made you want to participate like if I would have been able to catch the show live because I misunderstood them and when I say eight thirty on Sunday night that's eight thirty central That's nine thirty Eastern time. I get up at like three o'clock in the morning um uh, I really misdid the math and told them I would be there then I remember central time and I did the central time backwards and i seven thirty, I was thinking they were ahead for some reason, and the clicked that they're an hour behind, so I had a message back of my look, yeah there's this is gonna be hard any times. So I'm actually gonna make the live show now go stay until nine thirty at night is a task um Wednesdays, I got to take a nap in the afternoon in order to make it just to do eight to ten. Uh, I'm not alone trying to stay up until nine thirty when the show begins and to stay up for another hour and a half hour and hour and a half with y'all and get up at three o'clock in the morning. Nah, I don't know about that,
2: yeah. uh,
1: but anyway, <laughs> all is right or getting at least to be. All is right back here at the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. And what I mean by that is now we are back up to three out of the five shows back on the air. Sunday night, you got the closers. You guys can catch that at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Tuesday night, Race Chat Live made their 2024 debut. Yes, they are back. Um, I have not listened to last night's show yet. I will be, um, and there's a little bit easier, even though they have good conversation, they, they, they have a lot of bullet points. I love being able to break down videos of theirs. Um, they stick to an agenda. They not so much free wing the conversation. They kind of stick to theirs. So it makes it easier to, to, to do the bullet points, um, or do the videos, yeah. but, uh, Great show! Uh, I'm glad to have them back, and of course we are here on we- uh, Wednesday nights, uh, looking for safety success to success, making its return back early March as the local race season um, will get kicked underway for Jared, um, and then of course uh, the exclusive as we work on Monday nights, um, adding some interviews in as Chris and myself will sit down with different athletes for about twenty minutes. I'm on a thirty minute show and just, just have a conversation and interview um with different athletes. So uh things are coming back full swing around in the twenty twenty four season. Looking forward to everybody being back, having the whole band back together. But uh things are starting to be right back here in the uh, one ten nation, so I'm glad to uh glad to see that. Uh coming off championship weekend, Mario. Uh, I am all smiles. One, I, I think you were 0-2, and I was 2-0 and this weekend. So I remember, yeah. I'm not keeping track or anything, but uh, I think that's what just happened. Um, but at, at the end of the day, as long as it was not Baltimore, that was all I was concerned about. I didn't care the other three yeah. teams. I don't care who wins. Really, honestly, who wins the Super Bowl at this point. Um, I was just glad it was not Baltimore. Uh, being a Browns fan, and Believe in what I believe about Lamar Jackson. I want to take a big shout out to Lamar Jackson. Thank you, Lamar Jackson, for doing Lamar things, making Lamar passes. Um, you made me look a hundred percent accurate, like I knew what the hell I was talking about. Um, just, just throwing balls everywhere except to their own players. Hell, he haven't had to catch his own pass because he wasn't throwing it nowhere close to his players. Um, Championship. I didn't catch the second game. We'll talk a little bit about the first game, and I'm going to get let you give your thoughts on the Kansas City Baltimore, and then we'll talk about um, San Francisco. I'm not sure if you watched it. I did catch highlights of it. Um, the Kansas City Baltimore game.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I knew this was. I knew this was going to happen as soon as the game was ended. That's the refs. This and the refs that, and the refs this no. and the refs that. And Taylor Swift this, oh. and Taylor Swift that, and the rest this, and the rest that. This is what I, this is what I'm going to say. Now I even, I even replied this into a comment somewhere where um, there's someone made a meme and someone, uh, the, the one where Taylor Swift's whispering into Kelsey's ear, or Kelsey's ear, and saying, "I paid the rest." And I replied to uh, that person's comment, and I said, and does that mean she also paid Lamar Jackson because he played exactly what I called uh, with those horrible passes and those interceptions. Did he pay the uh, – did uh, she pay off um, the players and the lack of discipline and the uh, the, the calls, the, the unsportsmanlike calls, like the taunting calls. And yeah. I, I know – I think one I think there was an NFL player that chimed in on it. Talking about it being weak or something. I don't care your opinion of the taunting call. It was a taunting call. You can't get up, look down on a player, no yeah. spin the spin the ball oh, um and everything else. Look at you me. can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um I think most of the time the taunting stuff is stupid anyway. Like you were down, and I think they were down by 10 points at that point. You made a catch. Why are you even focused on taunting and everything Mm -hmm. else? Uh, Why are you focused on even at least making it a one-score game at this point instead of worrying about – and and let me guess, the ref uh, and uh, Taylor Swift also paid off the refs. To make flowers fumbled at the one yard line. I mean, or I'm just watching Lamar Jackson throw it into triple coverage and interception in the end zone. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that went wrong <laughs> with uh, this weekend that had nothing to do with one or two bad calls. Mm-hmm. I think that there might have been a, a couple bad calls. You have a couple bad calls every game. I am a firm believer, Mario. You do the things you're supposed to do. You can control what you can control. And a call yeah. or two make a difference. So, in other words, if Flowers doesn't get that taunting call, doesn't fumble the, the ball um, at the one-year line, um, Lamar Jackson doesn't throw the interceptions, he doesn't fumble the football, um, he's accurate instead of barely making 50% of his passes, um, that one or two back calls would have made a difference. Yep. But because you allow all those other things to happen, then it amplifies a bad call or two bad calls. And I don't think any of the calls were just so, like, obvious, like, oh, my God, you know, a blind man could have got that right.
0: <laughs>
1: I think those uh, couple, what we'll call bad calls, are opinionated um, points of view. Well, That's against my team. I don't like it. it's a bad call. Um uh, I have never, you have never heard me say, well, the Browns lost it because of this call or the Browns, Buckeyes lost because of that call. Even with (laughs) that hit on Harrison Jr., that call ended up costing, I think eventually cost us the Georgia game and the championship. I didn't blame it on, well, the refs didn't get that call right. That's why Ohio State, no, if... One, if we didn't go in counting on one receiver to um, to bail us out and beat Georgia that year, um, it wouldn't have made a difference anyway. But if we would have took care of everything else, then losing Harrison um, to concussion or whatever wouldn't have made a difference anyway. Um, your thoughts on the Kansas City Baltimore game?
2: You know, you know, I, I was I was on the leading factor of wanting to see Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't say uh, shut, shut haters up, but I wanting to see them beef up. You know, as the game went on, you can tell sometimes the situation is just a little bit too much. You know, if it's just for a player or a team or the offensive coordinator, you know, I just didn't see why they call so many passing plays to start off with. You know what I mean? But if you compare Lamar Jackson's regular season to the playoffs, you know, since he's been in the league, there is a big difference, you know what I mean, from a passing percentage to his overall passing rating uh, to his overall even stats from uh, yards per throw, you know what I mean, during the regular seasons Coach, like, I think it was eight, regular seasons, like, six. But something's wrong, you know what I mean? It, it's all good to talk, you know, I want to do it, we're going to do it. Uh, once it's time to get on the field and – Crunch time, he just don't show up. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not the type of person that's that's trying to get on a, a black running quarterback. You get what I'm saying? But at the same mm-hmm. token, it is what it is. You, you get what I'm saying? That's what kind of makes it's funny. it funny. Hard.
1: It's funny because it's funny because when you say haters at uh, first, thing I can think of. That feels a little directed towards somebody here at this uh, in the oh, studio here. Oh no no here. no
2: no I'm just, uh, no no. <laughs> No, I'm just saying in general. I, I, I'm just saying in general.
1: You know what I, mean? I am a I am a hater. Like I, I'm
2: a, yeah.
1: I'm a hater. Yeah. I feel more. And I was sitting there thinking as you're having this conversation and uh, the success in the regular season. Um, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Lamar my might end up being one of the most decorated non-playoff or Bowl yeah. or Super Bowl winning, like you figure now he's got yeah. the Heisman Trophy and two MVPs, and has done really nothing outside of had some re- good, some good regular seasons as a team. Uh, yeah. Now, where we lie <clears throat> and how you feel as a quarterback—that's that, very objective, and that's from person to person. Um, I think that you, you, I don't know. I the arm's not accurate enough to me. Like I, I think yeah, this not. is it. This is the best as it gets. I uh, mean, if you can find a way to build a team around and use. His strengths, and then be able to mask or do other things for his weaknesses. In other words, having an arm consistent, accurate all the time. He has his games. I mean, I ain't never said he ain't never had a hell of a game or put up a performance. He's had three, four um, touchdown games, three hundred yards, and has had a good percentage. They're just few and far and in between. Um, and so it's hard to win a Super Bowl or go deep in the playoffs <laughs> when you're not, you don't have an accurate quarterback. A quarterback, you can fall in that arm and um. And, and so, I, I i don't know, I just, I don't know. Um, San Francisco and the Lions, did you get an opportunity to watch that game?
2: Yeah, I will watch that whole thing.
1: Tales of two halves, huh? Yeah, tell
2: two halves tell two halves and a cocky a cocky coat.
1: You know, I'm glad he brought that up. That was gonna be one of the one of the things I wanted wanted to have a conversation about. Um, and I've heard it's a lot. And <laughs> Is it really cockiness? And, and, and I'm, I'm going to assume that you're referring to the fourth quarter or the uh, fourth going forward on the fourth downs. Is that, that what you're referring I'm, to in the cockiness? There? I'm,
2: I, I'm talking so about on, on both.
1: It, I'm
2: talking about both. Yeah, I'm talking about both possessions. Even the possession before end in the third quarter when the 49ers kicked the field goal. And then the, then the Lions came all the way back and they got in the field goal range to go up 17 again and to go up three more possessions again and then failed and then the 49ers come back and score. You get what I'm saying? But then during halftime, I mean during the fourth quarter, there's no way that I'm not going to tie up the ball game. You get what I'm saying? To go to to go to go get a touchdown and I can tie the game up. But, you know what so I mean? And lean on
0: my
1: d Let's say, let's say Steph Curry. Probably the probably the greatest three-pointer shooter to ever go down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Has an opportunity to take a 20-foot jumper to tie the game. Yeah, you have a 50-50, I don't know, a 50-50 shot or whatever. Kind of kind of, the situation in the field goal that he didn't go for uh, at one point of the game, and they went ahead and went for it, and they didn't get it, and so they didn't able to close the gap a little bit. Or let's say Steph Curry knows there's a sweet spot, three-point land, that he is 85% for the season, and he takes that instead like he's done all season, 85% of the time. Um, it was like 18, um, no, 17, 18 of 20, that well, would be 80%, maybe not 85. So 17 to 20 times, I think that was what the number was. Uh, and nobody thinks twice about it. That's,
2: Same that's thing the, with
1: honestly,
2: Coach. Yeah, I, I, I understand where you're going. You know what I mean? I understand that part, right? Steph Curry, Steph Curry and the Warriors, they got, they got that right because they're, they're they're three-time, four-time <laughs> champions, three three MVPs, and they've been there before. But as far as the Lions, there's no way that you're supposed to not kick that field goal at least to tie up the ball game. There's no reason why I won't but, kick a field goal to go back up seventeen points.
1: You're in the AFC, or you're in the NFC Championship game. I think something you've only done one other time. I think they said and I think it was '91 or something. Never been to the Super Bowl. Um matter of fact, Dan Campbell was on that 0-16 team, if I remember correctly, of Detroit. Yeah. So you did the exact same thing. What well, he did. <laughs> did the exact same thing he's done all season long.
2: But it's his been situations, 85%. Them, them situa- I agree. I understand. I understand
1: but that's what situation. got him. My whole point you is know, that's what I, got him here,
0: though. Yeah.
2: But, but that's what got him. Yes, I, I understand. There's a time – to gamble, and there's a time not to gamble. I understand it got them there. You know what I mean? I, I respect the whole, you know what I mean, I'm a good coach and I'm going to go for it. If I, but you got to think about the opportunity. You get what I'm saying? To go up 17 points, to go to the Super Bowl, after my opponent just kicked three and I get in there, I'm going to kick three back to, to tie up a ball game, to tie up a ball game, with still seven minutes left in the game, and you still got a defense that can hold, it just it just you know it's i understand, you know what i mean they they did it all year that's part of, it's part of his dna but i think he just got too much into it you know what i mean he didn't that's much, in my opinion but i feel where you're coming from i i, I totally understand but i understand, but just, I understand your different. opinion and
1: and seeing it happen i can absolutely 100% agree with your opinion but in the moment Knowing that 85, I mean, that's a pretty solid number. And it's not like out of five times, like you're talking 20 or 21 times that he's done this. He's went for it on fourth and whatever. (laughs) Most in the league and converted most in the league this year. And it's like it was 85% success rate. I don't necessarily hate the call. I don't hate the decision. Like you, you lived or died this entire season on on that eighty five percent being right. That's like I feel you running your business and you doing something this is, this entire time I have known you building this business and you've been damn near ninety percent right every time on what you've done. Like you, you what you've done is brought almost ninety percent success and you've been able to do this. And then all of a sudden all right, do I do this or do I know what has been successful almost every single time? Uh, okay. I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and like I said, it's easy for us to sit here, you know, afterwards and say, well, you know, he should have done this. It's like we had the same yeah. we had the same conversation about the Boston coach last year, um, and not using the timeouts and the the things that he did. Well, yeah, it's easy to look back like, why didn't he not call that timeout? And they, even though they had a play already designed, and they had plenty of time. It wasn't there, his fault that. Well, I think it was Marcus Smart or Jason Taylor. I think it was Marcus Smart that shot that yeah. ball like a half. Second, too late, and them the uh, the game and yeah. in, in, in the playoffs last year. Um, kind of the same boat with this. Like it's easy to look back. Well, you should have done this. You should have done that. But the moment it's like, okay, eighty-five percent of the time this year on a big number, not you know a big sample size, not some small sample size. We have been successful. We have done this. Maybe the call wasn't the best call, um, especially uh, since Jared Goff had a pass. It was a horrible pass It wasn't even, you know, even catchable. Um, or, or the offense kind of didn't do their part and didn't give him the protection. And a needed, lot of drop passes. I don't.
2: Yeah, I, I understand that because because I, one one of the fourth downs, if Brennan would have caught the damn. Excuse me, few caught the ball. <laughs> You know what I mean, and it was right there. You can say damn. You know they had, yeah, they they, they had plenty of, they they had plenty of opportunities. I'm not just saying the game came down just like the, any you know referee calls. You know a game don't come down to one play. You know what I mean, but they had the they had their opportunity. They had they had the fumble. They had the fumble in the third quarter after the 49ers scored uh, seven points and they gave the ball right back. You know what I mean. So I understand. I understand more than one play because they really did lose the game with the fumbles and the drop passes and not going for field goals. But it just it just don't it just it just looks bad. You know what I mean? For it to be the final game of the year after getting that far after all these years, you know what I mean? I was rooting for
1: them. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm necessarily rooted against them. Uh, but I also had I said that I, I, out of the four teams, I wanted to see the Forty Nineers more so that um, one of my one of my best friends, um, very good friend of mine, is a Forty Nineers fan. So that's kind of I was leaning in that direction. Um, I also kind of wanted to see how Brad Purdy would help hold up. Which um, saw a stat second half, uh, first quarterback to ever, it was like 150 plus yards. Uh, something like 45 plus rushing yards, um, average of 10 yards of rush or something, no interceptions, 80% completing in the history of, uh, um, the Super Bowl area of uh, football, like what Brad, Brad Purdy, or, I'm sorry, Brock Purdy did. Um, the second half was like lights out. Um, phenomenal. Um, I guess we could we could talk about Super Bowl predictions next week because we got a whole week to sit here and think yeah, yeah. about stuff yeah, and talk yeah. about stuff. Um, the hate, <laughs> the hate for Kansas City. Uh, I, I it, it was already this kind of hatred building up. Um, I, I think this whole Taylor Swift thing. I think we're going to get to a point that I think people might actually hate the Kansas City Chiefs more than they hate the New England Patriots. And I didn't think we'd ever see a team in my lifetime that would be more hated by the NFL community than the Patriots. And Kansas City, I feel, is getting, especially with this whole um, Taylor Swift thing, which it was kind of funny, someone threw out a shot earlier talking about that, uh, Taylor Swift managed to find uh, make it to the Super Bowl before Dak Prescott. I thought that was funny, uh, but with all this going on, I think I think we could possibly see a team hated more than the New England Patriots. I thought that. I thought I, I, I don't know. I see it happening. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I Lord think this like, I think I think the hatred part. You know I me. Mean? Not, not saying, not saying people get sick of, uh, seeing winners. You know what I mean? But that's, that's basically, that's when it starts coming down to, you know what I mean? Anytime you see a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes four times in the last five years, you know, uh, and stats of that nature, some people want to see different players or some people want to see the same players and want to see how great they can be while, while they're playing football, you know? But uh, that's where
1: a lot of hate comes in, uh, to me. Anyway, the only time that bothers me,
2: uh, um,
1: I, I guess once you get to the Super Bowl, it gets to be it, it can be bothersome because you only got one game to watch. And I, yeah. I guess I don't even let the Super Bowl bother me because there's so much going on with the Super Bowl—the commercials, the the whole everything around it. Um, you got to figure in, in my total lifetime i have never had a dog in the fight <laughs> so i guess a little bit easier for me never having to or never having the opportunity to have a dog in the fight in the super bowl ever uh you just kind of get used to just being part i've gotten into my to this point in my life where as long as it's a close, competitive game, I really don't care. Yeah. Now, there's certain yeah. teams you – know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to backtrack just a second because there are certain teams that, yes, I do care. I don't want to see them win. Um, it's not that I necessarily got tired of watching one team win or necessarily want to see one team win so much more than another team because I like them or something. But there are certain teams out there I just don't want to see win it. Um, if it ever, or that particular year, whatever the case may be, Baltimore would be one that I never want to see being a Browns fan. Um, but as long as it's competitive, good Super Bowl, that's all I really care or really ask for. Um, there's nothing worse than, I think it was what one year, it was with the Colts in Seattle. There was a 55-8 game or something horrible to watch. There's nothing worse. I can't even remember the first Super Bowl I actually remember watching. It was the Bears, the 85 Bears um, against New England. It was a, a lopsided game. Um, it, it and there's been many in between. It just wants to stick out. Um, I just, as long as it's a competitive game and a close game, I, most of the years I could really care less. Um the only sport that it really bothers me in is racing, NASCAR. Um, growing mm-hmm. up growing up real little I was a Bill LA fan, but as I got older I, I started following Jeff Gordon in his Bush Grand National days back when it was a good Bush Grand National. Uh, became a fan of his, was a fan of his the NASCAR. Got tired tired of watch Hell win all the time, Hell it was one year, he won thirteen out of the thirty three races. Well, there's only one race to watch. I don't want to watch one person dominate it. I became a Jimmy Johnson yeah. fan after that because I got tired of watching Gordon win all the time. Then Jimmy Johnson turn around and wins all the time and wins seven championships. Well, it gets just yeah. so to watch the same person win all the time. The rest uh-huh. of the sports, it doesn't bother me so much. So, like, the year that the Patriots made that 18-1 and run, it bothered me they won the yeah. It was kind of cool to watch, but I also had, like, Fifteen other games to watch. It wasn't the only game that I was stuck watching every weekend, and there was nothing else to watch sports wise or football wise. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> I don't have the hatred for the Chiefs, like,
2: yeah, but I don't the could, hatred the thing, Patriots either. Yeah. Well, even like even like teams like that. You know you got to respect you got to respect the whole process that comes along with yes. the Super Bowl trips. You know what I mean from from knowing who to draft, who to bring in, who's a good fit. You know what I mean. It, it's not like it's not like uh, Kansas City was bought. You get what I'm saying? Where no. they just paid a whole bunch of veterans to come in and you know what I mean. That team is really ever since they drafted Patrick Mahomes and built around him. And, and that's and, and that and that was where the the thing was. They built a good defensive line, so they they, they there, really built. They're they're very well built. The,
1: there was legitimate conversation this year alone whether or not they were even going to make the playoffs. Uh-huh. Like especially at that point in time where you had that. Offensive offsides by the receiver and it seemed at that particular moment in time, like things were such a confusing mess. You had receivers dropping the balls all the time. Mm -hmm. Bad uh, penalties, like things weren't there and and it was legitimate conversation of whether or not we felt that the Chiefs were even going to make the playoffs. And mm-hmm. here we are with them back in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'm a Chiefs fan. Uh, I'm never going to sit there and cheer on Patrick Mahomes or anything else. I'm uh, just like I, I'm not gonna say I was a Patriots fan, but I never cheered on Tom Brady um, or mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. I just I just never would bet against them. Just like we got to a point in my life now, I don't know if I'd ever bet against. Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Reed. Um, They have proven in the last five years that that's not a good bet to make. Uh, It's one of those things, kind of goes back to the Dan Campbell when, you know, 85% is right over the last five years. I'm sorry, but this year I'm not going to say all of a sudden, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to bet against the Chiefs. Uh, 85% of the time I was right. I'm just throwing that in there. I had had to throw another 85% number. Uh, But, I it blows my mind though, just like with Tom Brady. This this whole Travis, I think, <laughs> I, one I think it's it, it it it's hysterical to me that grown men melt down about this, about the whole mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. They they act like instead of the cameras watching the game, that we could hear Tony Romo in the background telling us play-by-play play while the video cameras are just directed on Taylor Swift the entire time. That's not mm-hmm. what happens. Like, airtime, I guarantee no more than three minutes in total airtime that you have Taylor Swift on a four-hour TV coverage of a football game. That These people yeah. make it seem like – we are essentially watching a Taylor Swift concert with football play-by-play play in the background going on. That's not what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for grown men to to have meltdowns about the maybe well, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt five minutes out of almost four hours of TV time, three and a half hours, um, and melting down over that uh, for two people that I don't necessarily agree with all their personal life choices and the more so the like Kelsey and the promoting of the, the, um, COVID vaccine shots. And that's how he's making his money right now. Um, that just personal opinions yeah. on it. I don't have nothing against him. I'm just not big. Don't, don't sit there and push something that, um, just so you can make a buck off of it. Um, but also the, um, uh, Taylor Swift, I and her political views and everything. If I could really care less, um, I treat her no different than I treat LeBron or anybody else. I really don't care about your political agendas and what side you're on and what you feel like. You know, I tune in to you because I like your music or I like watching you play or, you know, whatever, whoever it is, not because, hey, you know, you like this person, or you feel about this way on this political, I I don't, that's not, I didn't turn on Bloomberg TV or Fox or uh, NBC or CNN or whatever everybody chooses to watch, you know, what your political views were, I turn on a football game or I watched your concert or whatever the case may be, that's all I really care, you know, that's what you are, you're an athlete, you're an artist or whatever, that's what you get paid, that's what i'm tuning in for not for your two cents that you want to throw in at the end of the day because i don't care about that part of it um but it just blows my mind like there are toxic people out there that people kind of may migrate around and people don't care but then you got good genuine people that do good things and just happen to fall in love and have a good life and do good things. And people just like it's the end of the world, like, yeah, I don't. We <laughs> built some business though. So, yeah. they said something like that. She has helped build the NFL brand, like $331 million yeah. worth this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't know why I, I, I don't, I don't get it like that. Yeah. I understand that these people don't turn it on to to, to hear the, the, to see the whole, maybe five minutes of, of Taylor Swift. I understand it's not some people's music, either genre. She's been in. Cause she, she doesn't just do one genre. She does. There's a top 40 album of side of her. And then there's the countryside of her, um, mm. But as some of the stupid things and the stupid things they focus on, that's like this whole Detroit run. Like, so why are people not upset that there was so much TV time about Eminem? Like, he doesn't play football. He has nothing to do with the Detroit Lions. Like, I, 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 what triggers people sometimes is how they pick and choose what triggers them.
2: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It
1: is and he's another one. I you know, I used to. Uh, I a big Eminem fan. As the years got older and he started getting more political, and I just not want to listen to. That's not why. In the late nineties and early two thousands, why everybody had to have Eminem CDs and everybody knew every Eminem song. And you turn you turned on the TV and the MTV awards and the BET awards as you wanted. to not only hear what, you know, who he was beefing with, because that was part of his whole package, uh, but you wanted to see what he did up on the stage. You wanted to hear the newest song to come out. And, and you know, at one point in time, it seemed like every time you turned around, there was another 20, 30 songs that Eminem not come out. So, you, you know, you, you tuned mm-hmm. in for all that. Um, I don't know. It just I don't know, it blows my mind what triggers NFL fans. And, I don't know, I just seeing the social media, that, I think that's what's going to set the Chiefs over the Patriots over the top on most hated team. Um I I kind of sit back and get a chuckle with that. I think it's hilarious um that people are so disturbed and so bothered by that maybe 5 minutes of Taylor Swift talk or the few glimpses up in the the booths because they act like that's the only person. Nobody erupts. Well, I'm not gonna say that because there's a lot of anti-LeBron people. Because they found LeBron's at a game, they score the team he's phone for. They show him as well. It's not like it's not like Taylor Swift's the only person that they go to and show the press box um, at people at the games or you know different different things. So I don't know. It just it's so it's entertaining to me. <laughs> Uh, I never thought we'd be, I never thought we'd be living in a day when we're discussing the Super Bowl, and yeah. we, we got to have a whole segment discussing, uh, football fans and the, the meltdowns over an artist that's not even playing the game, but it's the tens games. So, um, but yeah, what she has done for the game and the merchandise,
2: yeah.
1: and, you know, that, that Kelsey jackets and all these different things, like, I see, and, and it's funny because as, as much, I never, I I thought about this, I never thought about this before, as mm-hmm. much as grown men complain, and, and, and are upset that my wife, she just won't let me watch football, or she just can't get into it, or, you know, she gets upset uh-huh. because it's Sunday, but, but you have someone like Taylor Swift that has helped bring females into the sport and want to yep. watch the sports. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have it both ways because now you're upset because there's a Taylor Swift, but you get to watch football with your wife. She's actually taking an interest, or your girl, but last season you were upset because you had to be nagged at because you didn't go cut the lawn because the football game was on. Now she wants to sit there with you because she's a Taylor Swift fan, and so she's got drawn into it. So you're complaining about the reason that more women are complaining less about football and watching it with you, even though it took a female to do it that you're upset that did (laughs) it like. Oh Lord, have mercy! Um, we had a lot of uh, big scores in the NBA this last weekend.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, sure has. What you think? Since we're talking about NBA, what you think about uh, Joel Embiid and what's going on with uh, him missing games? That sixty-five, that sixty-five game minimum, sixty-five game minimum they got to play to get uh, All-Pro. Our,
1: our MVP. I am a big fan of that. I yeah yeah I yeah. I think Let's that we it. have had too many players sitting out. We have too many. What's the issue? Well, there's a couple issues. One, the NBA or the NBA season is a long. I say a long season, not yeah. that the NFL is a short season. You, you figure the NFL's just regular season, seventeen weeks long, so that's already four months itself. Um. But you only got one game a week that you got to keep up with. The NBA, yes. you know, you're, you, so the NFL, you're keeping up with 17 games across this four-month stretch. The NBA, there's 82 games. Uh, so it's already long. Then when you start talking about, well, load management. So out of those 82 games that you're trying to keep up with in a long season, now you're looking at –
2: Twenty
1: five ish or so. A lot of times of those games, your stars are not playing. So what is already yeah. a long season. A lot of meaningless games in the middle there are even more meaningless because now nobody's playing and you have nobody to really watch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to watch. You know, say you're a Laker fam. It's one thing to sit there and watch the Lakers lose with LeBron on it. At least you thought you had an opportunity. But then you start benching LeBron and you start benching Anthony Davis due to load management and injuries. You know, now the game, what's, what's the point? Because they might steal a game here or there, but they're not taking a lot of games, especially with both of them down. Um, and we used to watch that with San We got to the point we started watching that with San Antonio. I remember that year that San Antonio got fined, $250,000. Um, when Miami came, I think it was when LeBron was still with Miami, and you know the uh, um, Spurs. It was, I think, the Spurs, yeah, um, that went ahead, and benched their people, and, and you know yeah. they, they load managed. Um, I like the rule. I think yeah, the I, NBA. I, I, think it, yeah. I, I think the NBA needs to make some more adjustments. I think, I think maybe reduce the season some. I think eighty-two games might be. I mean, that's, that's that's a lot of games and a long stretch. Um, I wouldn't have an issue with them bringing it down 10, 15 games, 65, 70 games maybe at most, and then still have a percentage. Like, you still got to play. I would rather them have a 65-game season and then be required to play at least 50, 55 games. Then you play 82 games, and there'd be no stipulation or the stipulation they got. There's still a lot of games you're still missing, and it's still a long season for them. Um, the, the, I don't know. I just feel that the NBA is kind of in a, a spot, but I say that all, and then then I said there thing about Major League Baseball, who plays a 100 some on games. Um, mm-hmm. so, but I, I hold – I don't know. I don't know what's your thoughts on it. I kind of hold MLB a little bit different. And what I mean by that, and don't get me wrong, I'm a big baseball fan. Um, when I had the Indians, I was an Indians fan. I don't have a major league baseball team so I don't have the Indians no more. Uh, but we do do partial season. I get to go to at least 11 games a year. of The Dayton Dragons, they are the high, cl- high A class of the Cincinnati Reds. Even though I hate the Reds, the Dayton Dragons are literally five minutes up the road. Um, great facility, cheap, um, fun. You get to watch the up-and-coming stars. Um, I got to watch David Cruz two years before he even came out, so I was already ahead a of the curve when the, he became this big deal this last year. Um, and I even played baseball growing up. I played t-ball, and baseball. But baseball is a little bit different to me because you spend half – first of all, you spend half the game sitting on the bench, on the bench, like – When your team's up to bat, you're you're sitting there. So you spent half your game for literally sitting there. Um, And then the other half of the game, depending on your position, how much effort and running around you got to do. Not that these people are not athletes, not that these people are not physical, not that these um, players are are not, you know, physical throughout the game. But to me it takes, I'm not going to say less physicality, but it's not as – Enduringly strenuous throughout the season, I guess is the best way to put it. Because you get so much downtime per game versus the NBA, you're up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down the court. Um, The NFL, you're up and down, up and down. And still, even with NFL playing offense, defense, there's a lot of you're on the field, off the field. But there's a lot. It's more. There's more physicality to it, so it wears a different way. Anyway, um, you're not blocking each other, tackling each other, whatever in the uh, in, in Major League Baseball. Um, so even though the baseball season is longer, to me, it's not as physically demanding of 162 games versus it being physically demanding maybe 82 games in Major in the NBA. Um, but back to your original point. I don't know why I got all sidetracked. I like the rule. Um, I I think that we got to a point, or the NBA got to a point, that there was too many players taking too many games off, then got rewarded for how they played in the little bit of the small sample size, that 85% looks better when it's a big sample size, like the 20 times or so versus five times. Um, I'm going to have that 85% thing where it was just going to have to be a thing for a while. Um, but um, I think people just got fed up. I think the commissioner got fed up that you just had too many players that were trying to coast. And it's it's rough. There's too many. It looks like too many players don't care, and yeah. you've got to have a reason to make the NBA look like they care, in order for the fans to want to care, for the fans to want to come, or the fans want to tune these games in. If you're in game 30 through 40, and or games. 30 through 50, and it looks like your stars, your Steph Currys, your Draymond Greens, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, the list goes on, your Giannis, your Lucas, don't care like they're forced to be there, they're on the bench at the games, then you're going to have fans that are not going to want to be there. They're not going to want to be seasoned ticket holders. They're not going to want to pay these overpriced prices for these seats, these court side seats and these mm-hmm. $20, 30 $40 beers and $20 hot dogs. you got to have mm-hmm. a reason to make sure that your stars are on the court in order to make sure your fans want to be there. And attendance, or helping your TV ratings for yeah. your better um, package deals and TV deals and all that stuff. I
2: I I, I agree. I was ta- I was talking, I, I, not going back to what we said earlier, but I was telling a friend of mine, you know, about the show that we got going on and how it's it's more like a a chill homeboy type of sports talk show, but. uh I told them, I told we're we're the same. We're we're different, but we're the same. But it mess, it goes good just because we are different. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We are different, and you know our our thoughts here. But I I, I, agree, I agree. And I just found out Joe Dumars is the one who came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. And once you think about once you think about Jude, Joe Dumars having some type of uh influence on this type of rule it fits him you get what i'm saying just because yeah. if you go back through his track history you know how many games he played you know what i mean back in them days you know they was playing 72 games a year you know right. 82 games you know they got john stockton played 12 plus years 12 plus years playing all 82 games do you know how hard that is that's that, that's a hard that's a hard thing to do right. you know what i mean but uh, I I also agree. You know, it's, it's really messing up the bottom line because two people going to a game, three people going to a game. That's a thousand dollars right there. From parking tickets, <laughs> ticket tickets ticket being three hundred dollars, and hopefully, hopefully you still be at the bottom for three hundred dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. I, I I I understand. We're on the same we're on the same page. here. I think it is good. You know, there is some. Uh, there's some players, you know, I me mean, from uh Hillen Hill Burton from Indiana, you know he's missing a lot of games, and if he if if he makes All Pro, if he doesn't make All Pro, then he then he misses out on like 54 million dollars. So uh, there's there's a couple instances about players, but I just brought that one. I just wanted to bring that one up. But I agree, it, it really is a good rule, and at least fans uh, have a good thought that you're going to be at the game as far as a superstar because that's who they came to see.
1: Uh, and, and, I you, and me personally, it's like I'll use the NFL for example. Mm. Week 6, or Week 17, we had no per-er. I'm sorry, it would be Week 18 since we played seven Yes, Week 18, we played Cincinnati this year. Yeah. We didn't start. We didn't start anyway. There was no purpose. We couldn't gain nothing. We couldn't lose nothing. No nothing. Yeah. There was no point mm-hmm. of us playing any of our starters. I didn't watch that game. Yeah. I I I
2: mm-hmm.
1: I typically when it comes to preseason, I will try to catch that one drive. And usually, what happens is I'll go back because I DVR. I think everybody DVRs, but I DVR my games, the Browns games. Um, uh, and I will fast-forward through that one drive or that one quarter that my starters of my team play, and that's all I'm watching. Yeah. And so I already know, as an NFL fan, what I'm willing to watch not watch with my starters on the field. So... I wouldn't expect any different from – and I'm the same way at the NBA. I to say – and in reference to other NBA fans, I can't imagine NBA fans being any different than I am about the NFL or any of my teams. Um, like when I was a Cleveland Cavalier – well, I am a Cleveland Cavalier, but when – I meant to say when LeBron James was playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, you know, if I knew he was going to be on the court, or when him and Kyrie Irving was playing, and him and Kevin Love – course i was all in i'd watch all the games even from north carolina because they played them all the time because it was one of the top teams but if they weren't playing if i knew they were low managing i wasn't going to bother why i don't care if they don't care enough and if a the game they know that they can throw away and they're not worried about it affecting their playoff outcome then why do i need to bother with my time if it's not worth their time why is it worth my time why do I need to watch the, the bench that come playoffs were from outside of injury, except for the one year when uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving went down and LeBron was trying to carry the the bench and everybody else with them against Golden State. Outside of that, you know, you're not you're not gonna see players and if you're those players are playing in the playoffs then you're probably not winning the playoffs anyway, so um uh, I don't know, I just I have never been a fan of the whole load management thing. I, don't, I, I guess the other issue is with it is I get up as much as I don't feel good. As much as, you know, I, I almost went to, I almost had the wife take me to the ER Friday because of this work schedule, because of the way I got to work. Um, in order to make things happen in order to make my sales make the labor and everything else um, It came down to Friday evening like I I couldn't taste anything I Couldn't mm-hmm. smell anything. I took I, I took, a, I took a, the first time I voluntarily in this whole quote-unquote pandemic era that we've been in. So pretty much since the beginning of 2020, this is the first time I ever voluntarily took a COVID test. Now, it came back negative, Ooh. and as Saturday and Sunday rolled in, I could start smelling my coffee. I could start smelling different things. I could start tasting things. Um, But it got to a point, and there's still a few things that have not completely recovered, um, which really – why this conversation with me and the wife, that things got to change because I didn't fully recover, um, a couple different things from last week. And here we are, to be honest with you, I clocked out today at 55 hours. I'm not allowed to at 54 points on my hours. I'm not allowed to exceed 55 hours. So I have two choices for tomorrow. tomorrow's tomorrow's last day of the pay week. Either I don't go to work, and there is no manager and there's nothing done tomorrow and possibly fired. I go to work and clock in tomorrow and possibly get fired for, I would essentially have 15 hours of overtime. Um, On top, because I am an hourly manager with Circle K, you are hourly, so I Mm. still get, you know, I have, I'm supposed to work 50 hours, that's part of what makes your paycheck, what it is, is 10 hours are paid of overtime every week for you, and so Mm. I'm allowed up to 15 hours, I'm allowed up to 55 hours. Um, and so another fifteen hours on top of that would be, especially when the VP and all the way down the chain has put out emails the last week and a half. Because for some reason, while the VP and everybody was out of the country on their ambassador trips um, that I've gotten to go on, so I'm not holding it against them because I've been part of the ambassador trips, greatest week of my life, out of the country, all paid for. Um, you had many managers decide they were just going to do whatever they want and blow labor, like 30 hours of overtime here, and 40 hours of overtime there for people. Um, so I'm going to have to work tomorrow for free in order to make this all work. Um, which I did a lot in North Carolina when I ran that small store. So it's not something out of the ordinary. Um, but it's more of the physicality part of it. It's more of what I know my body said last week, and I'm afraid where my body's going to say by the end of this week. Um, but I still come to work every day. I don't miss a beat. I do what I got to do. As on, And that's every day. It's not two games out of the week or three games out of the week or whatever. It's five, maybe six days out of the week, depending on my work week. Don't miss a day. of. Ne- literally, I think the only two times that I actually had a call I missed, I woke up in the hospital because of a heart situation. Um, and then I actually pulled something in my back and literally could not get out of my bed for a week, like, had to pee in water bottles could not get out of the bed had to low crawl down the hallway down the stairs and be carried to the car to the er so they can give me steroid shots pain shots and everything else and it still took a few days before i could actually physically walk um i just couldn't i don't know i for someone that that's been the mentality and you knew me in North Carolina, you knew that I had multi, you know, not only was I running a Circle K in North Carolina, I was up in Brooklyn on the weekends, Mm -hmm. all weekend long, slapping out dough, making pizzas, like, and then you got multi-million dollar millionaires that make all this money to play a sport a couple days a week that have paid physicians that help One, make sure your nutrition's in line, you're eating right, you're hydrated right, but also massage. If I made that type of money and where I could get the massages and the, the physical therapies and everything else and someone to basically meal prep everything to make sure that I am able to perform at optimal levels, I don't think I would ever care how many hours mm. in a week that I, you know, that, how many days I had to work and what I felt like my Friday. Cause I wouldn't feel like I did last Friday if I had someone, you know, helping me recover with everything. So I, I don't know. I, I, I just couldn't imagine that. Oh, I got to work three days this week. I got to go play a bath. I got to do the same thing that high school and college kids do every day for free or what. Well, now you got the NIL deals, but. But as it's um, – I don't feel like it. I, you know, I make millions and I have somebody help take care of my body and I'm in tip-top shape and I just play a sport for a living. I, I only want to do it once this week. I don't want to do it twice. I'm going to take it I, – I could imagine that. So, I don't know. I, I guess to each is his own on that one. Um, I don't know. A lot of high-scoring games, though. Uh, lack of defense, yeah. lack of or defense. do you think lack of defense?
2: Man, they don't be playing on defense, man. They they just it's kind of like you know sometimes you may <laughs> the
0: NBA outside
2: weekend. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's like it's, it's really like you go to a good, you just go into a good, a very good rec wreck game, like an AAU game. You know what I mean? A lot of games playing, but just a lot of shooting and running. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of shooting and running. No defense being played. No defense. You know it, it makes it. You got.
1: You know. Go ahead. Oh, as guys ask, I was gonna talk about the uh, basketball. Um, did you hear me say? Uh, for those who don't know, um, I think we announced last week that you got approved to do the Carolina. Um,
2: yeah, but, yeah, I know. I'm excited. And then.
1: And then since the last show, I, don't, I don't, we haven't discussed this. You also, you also got to prove to do Carolina Hurricane game, didn't you? Yep,
2: yep. Uh-huh. I got. Have you uh, ever done a, you ever been to something? an NHL game? No. Yeah, I've been to one, but I was I, I was in. I think I went one time. I went high. I was like in the middle, but not 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 nothing live down there in action. You know what I mean? It really is exciting. I don't really like. You know, there ain't too many people you can talk about it. Because, you know, some people you talk about it, too. It feels like, you know what I mean, I don't want to say I'm rubbing it in. I'm not. I'm just talking about, you know me I mean, something big that I haven't done before that you actually take, see people do it on TV. You get what I'm saying? So it is kind of exciting where I can go to the UN, UNC game 90 minutes before the game starts. You understand know what I'm saying? To ask post-game take, questions.
1: Uh-huh. Take it from me. Take it from me brag all the freak you want to brag. Just yeah. just <laughs> take it in. Uh, for those that don't know, if they missed last week's show, Mario got approved. He is doing media for um, the UNC Virginia Tech game coming up in February. He's also been approved mm-hmm. to do a Carolina game, uh, Hurricanes for the NHL. Um, he's also put in for credentials to uh, do media for the first round of the NCAA tournament. Um, for those that have never had that experience, and kind of a little bit of a backstory, since we're just conversating and talking mm-hmm. anyway, um, I didn't know about media credentials. Um, a little little backstory before we jump uh, jump into that. When I did this, I had no idea what I was even getting into. Like I had just switched jobs. Uh, the guy I had worked for was a racist prick. He didn't like the fact that. Pretty much, essentially, I had an all-black clientele as his customer base with an all-black staff, um, and it was in the shopping center. It was pretty much it was a Utah shopping center it was pretty predominantly a black shopping center as well. You've been to Utah mm. shopping center with Limbs yeah. and Foot Locker and all that. Like it is what it is, and Mar- Mario knows just as well, or more than probably almost anybody that uh, that I talk to or know. I I could care less who you are. Like uh, I had this conversation yeah. with the, the police department this morning when we was talking about, um, theft and everything. People who didn't steal from Jason's store, uh, 90, 99% of the time, if I showed you a picture in the town that we both lived in and said, look, so-and-so sold, you know, this person within an hour, somebody'd be back with something, either money or product. You just didn't steal from Jason. I said, right now mm-hmm. I can call the head of the, the, spring to play, the Spring Lake Police Department, I said, and talk to her, I said, and I can call the biggest drug dealer in town. And I, I was friends with everybody. I, I don't care. Um, We got it. We got, we uh, but he he ended up terminating because he just didn't like that clientele. He ended up moving the store over on Ramsey Street, where it was more of his clientele that he wanted and everything else. Well, in doing so, I was trying to. Supplement supplement the incomes. I took a hit switching jobs, and I signed up for I didn't know what I was signing up for, and end up being once you got done, you spent all this money to you end up spending money this annual, you find out just to basically to blog. Um, and so at first when I started doing it, I was more of a street reporter. That's why I liked when mm-hmm. you commented about us having conversation because I wasn't. You know, we're, we're doing more of what the podcast was versus just being, you know, basically yeah. a sports center. Um, and so I started doing, uh, you know, doing that. And someone's like, look, a blog is your opinion on things. Like, you're just being a street reporter. Start writing stuff with your opinion in it. And then someone said something about a podcast. This is when podcasts were brand new kind of one of the reasons i shoot myself in the foot 12 years ago we was part of the front of this curb um and it could have been a really big deal like we were really racking in numbers and everything else because we were ahead of the game and then just inconsistency in life and everything uh, but i had learned what a podcast even was well i had this girl that was working for me at the job that i had went to um and she said look you know got this stuff going on i about we go do some media let's go do some events we They'll let you go for free. And she was one of those ladies that uh, there was there was truth in things she said, but there was also false, you know, made-up, exaggerated stories and things she said. So you kind of pick and choose what you believed and didn't believe coming out of her mouth. Um, and she like, here, blah, blah, blah. She signed us up, and uh, the first two races we went to um, was Atlanta and Bristol and I think we went to Bristol first, and um, I took money with me. Like I still didn't believe it. I was like, look, if I'm going to drive to Bristol. I'm going to make sure I have money because if we can't get in, and like if this is all a, yeah. a whole dream, then I, I'm buying tickets, and we're going to this race. And the same thing with Atlanta yeah. even the following week because, like, I had scheduled everything and got everything done so I could go to the Bristol weekend. So my schedule was supposed to be back heavy on the next weekend because I wasn't planning on going anywhere. And like Wednesday, we got approved all of a sudden to go to a race in Atlanta. And so now I'm scrambling around to change everything so I could go to Atlanta. And I still took money that time. Um, and then from there it went. I, I, I promise you that I have probably done races. I've probably done 50 or so different NASCAR races, and I threw all three series. I've gotten had interviews with the first year when NASCAR did their, um, they changed the format, went to the chase. Um, I got to go to the Hall of Fame for free. I'm in Charlotte, and I got an opportunity to interview everybody in the first, the the round of 12. Um, They had a little uh, station set up, and everybody just kind of rotated and asked questions. I have gotten to go to exclusive little, there's Bear, I think it's called Bear Creek. It's outside of Charlotte. Um, What would happen is you had All-Star weekend, and then usually the next weekend followed up with the 600. Well that week in between um, a lot of the local drivers would go to this little track, and I say little. It's like, it looks like the um, world of outlaw cars, but they're go-kart versions of them. like these are real small, basically world of outlaw cars. And I got an exclusive invite out there, and I got to for media. Now, the people, locals out there know about this track. It's kind of, you go down what looks like this little dirt road in, in between these cornfields, and, like, it's like you're going back into the corn of was that the children of corn or whatever the freaky movie is yeah. back in the 80s and 90s. And then all of a sudden, uh. you, you you hit this one, one or two per people that are standing out there uh, letting people in, and you don't even see nothing. Like, right now, you still see, like, Cornfields or where a field, whatever it was, in woods. That's all you see, and you're like, "What? Well, where am I going? Like, what is going on?" Then all of a sudden, once you get into the wood line, they have this whole dirt track, and. You had your Kyle Larsons, your Casey Kanes, and you had some of the top stars in NASCAR out there. Like I had Casey Kane. I don't know if you know who Casey Kane is, but um, NASCAR mm-hmm. fans knew who Casey Kane is. Like literally sitting yeah. in front of me watching this. And um, Kyle Larson's out there, and there's a whole bunch of other drivers out there and, and people that are involved with this. Um, I got two years. For two years, I got to go to Chip Canassie. That's where Kyle Larson originally went to when he came into NASCAR. Um, Chip Ganassi has gotten out of NASCAR. Um, he's always been involved with Indy as well. That's where he stayed at now. Um, two personal events out there. I got to see some artists. I got to hang out with the drivers. It was a big to-do um, I don't know if you remember when Tennessee and Virginia Tech put the football field in the middle of the Bristol Motor Speedway and played football. Uh-huh. Um, I I got to be there for that. I was right there, like Michael Vick and Peyton Manning standing there right next to me before they went out in the middle of the field. Um, I was like, I was at the end zone in the grandstands right there. It was like one of the coolest events I've ever gotten to mm. go to. I've been at NHRA events, I've been to different baseball events, like, brag about it talk about it enjoy it because it is an experience you'll never get to do again oh yeah um it's 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 having the opportunity to have access to athletes people behind the scenes marketing other even the 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 uh relationships that I've built with other media outlets if it was yeah. local little ones like we were or are the most valuable pieces of information or the most valuable relationships you can build especially what we're doing because a lot of those will help you they will give you pointers they will tell you things you can do not do what they've done not done even with the being with the big companies like It is some of the most, and just being behind the scenes, like you're talking about being there, uh, you know, you get there early, you get to be behind the scenes, you get access to things and people that people don't get, and so I know know you you feel like you're bragging at times, and it feels kind of like you're coming off a certain way. I'm gonna say right now, Mario, get over that. Enjoy it, and embrace it. And if people hate on it, they hate on it. They're gonna hate on things anyway. Hell, they hate on the fact yeah. that Taylor Swift sits in the damn press or the the uh, whatever box they sit in. So they're they're gonna hate regardless. But uh, yeah, don't 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 ever feel that you're bragging about it because you need to be bragging about it because not everybody gets to do that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, It it's it kind of. I kind of, I want to say it fell through, but like slipped through, but I did a lot of emailing and, and a lot of uh, videos, a lot of video tagging, a lot of, you know, flyer work, but, you know, I actually paid off, you know. Yeah. So, a, a, you want to see let me come?
1: There's a lot. If you put the work in, especially being oh. – and Mario kind of has a, a little bit of a leg up other than maybe some other people in, say, the 110, because he also does a show on 104.5 in Fayetteville, the recap, um, he's on there. Mm-hmm. So he gets a kind of a double whammy. Not only, you know, you got this, yeah. you can put that on there that, you know, are doing the yeah. help, but mm-hmm. especially those Carolina games that you're going to, uh, yeah. you know, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about that on, you know, a big radio station in Fayetteville. Um, so that, yeah. you know, that just like me, it helps, you know, me more than some of these other, um, people with the 110, because, you know, I co-host this show and then I, you know, I, I, I write the blogs mm. and, you know, I produce this show. And, um, so yeah. I, I kind of get multi, you know, kind of points towards why they should pick us, um, to do these things. Um. But doing this and being part of this company, uh, you know, as long as you do the lay, lay work, you know,
0: oh, I had yeah. the, the rest of the team
1: yeah. asked ask me. Uh, Miss Lee, she had gone done the races in mid-Ohio. The mid-Ohio is called mid-Ohio. It's called Mid-Ohio it's called, the name of the races is road course. She's gotten to go a handful of years doing that. It's like, you know, I've gone to – I never did a mid-Ohio. I, never did, I don't know why I never did mid-Ohio um, since I've been back. But, you know, I've been to Kentucky. I've been to Marsville, Bristol, Atlanta, Charlotte. Uh, Miami Homestead. Um, it seems like there's a track or two that I'm still missing, just on the race side. Those tracks. Um, I went to Miami Homestead uh, the year I was approved, and that was a whole different process than the rest of them. Uh, for those listening that are, you know, thinking about doing different things, you know, different. Even in the same sport, different teams, different tracks, different whatever, also have different ways of how they handle media. Um, You know, there's a handful of tracks. All I got to do is go to one site. Um, SMI is the one that owns all those tracks. And I just check, check, check the things I want. They approve or don't approve. And then like Miami Homestead, you actually got to go to their website. You actually got to fill out the paperwork. You actually got to either send an email or email or, or actually mail. I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, the year I went to Miami Homestead was the year Jeff Gordon retired. You know, that was a hell of a time to be able to sit there and, you know, not only go to Miami, the Miami racetrack that I've ever been to before, but then after the race, I got to hang out for like an hour after they fed us all. Yeah. And I think they had either Jimmy John's mm-hmm. or pizza. Um, we got to hang out with Jeff Gordon, listen to him, talk to after the, you know, his final race, the next year I was actually supposed to go when Tony Stewart retired. I just didn't make it. Um, the, uh, the, the opportunities, like I am, I do not like Dale jr. I am not, a, I love his podcast. for any of those that are NASCAR fans. That's a great podcast to listen to. Um, but I was there when he won. For the first time in Martinsville, and for those that don't know, when you win at Martinsville, you win the grandfather clock, and that's a big deal to these drivers, Um, especially someone like him whose father has grandfather clock. He grew up seeing these nice big grandfather clocks in your house. You want one. Um, Didn't care for him as a person or a driver, just my personal preference, but... In the media center after that race, that was probably the funnest time I ever had in the media center. Like, you laughed the entire time. It was fun the entire time. Um, Got an opportunity when when I went to Kentucky, uh, Bubba Wallace. Um, I, I poke a lot at the... Uh, where I don't agree with how he did things and the whole stuff that went on in NASCAR with Bubba Wallace but he was one of the first actual top stars that gave me the time of day sat there um, had set up an interview, I got to sit there he gave me 20 minutes, he would have gave me longer than that, called me on his personal cell phone and we st- I sat there at the Kentucky Motor Speedway parking lot um, budget was tight so the races with media with well, being part of the media don't cost anything but everything else does and I didn't have money like that so i would literally all the money i'd had would go on gas and I had to make sure i had money to make sure i had to eat, could eat and drink and i'd slept in my car the entire weekend take little <laughs> bird baths as best as i could
2: yeah.
1: um and, and you know that sometimes when you're on a budget that's it especially when you're trying to build things like this mm-hmm. um so um I will never it it ultimately was the end of my relationship with uh my son's mother you you know her um we I actually just had this conversation last week with somebody cuz the girl that actually showed me about the media center uh she felt actually felt that there was a relationship there especially after when we went to land and we had to share a hotel together um and just wouldn't believe that I would share a hotel with a female and not um yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of my employees earlier this week, and I was saying, you know, the funny thing is something happened to Miss Brandy's daughter, um, and she was up in the hospital, and I felt bad, and I tried to – it was kind of a hug kind of consulting thing when she was at my job, and we actually did like the side-to-side, pat each other on the back kind of tap, 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 that –
2: and that was the most
1: awkward thing. So I couldn't even imagine. Um, that night the hotel like we both fell asleep with laptop. I think I was I think I was laying there with the laptop on my stomach. I think she laid on her bed with the laptop on her side. We was working on one ten stuff. It was a long, exhausting day. We drove all the way from, you know, North Carolina to Atlanta, um, and we passed out. So that was like one of the few times we actually got hotels. The rest of the time we just slept in cars. Um, but anyway, back to my original uh thing one, yeah. Um I don't care what people think about bragging. Um, you can talk about it all you want on the show. I don't feel as bragging. Um, but those that are listening that ever thought about being part of this you know, doing these kind of things, one, um uh, I'm i gonna take an opportunity to kind of plug real quick before we change topics. Um if you're looking to join you say you got a podcast you want to join the network, um we always got room. We got two two more days of the week right now that um, you can actually do your show on our network. Um, or if you already do a show on the network, you want to syndicate it on our network. Um, we uh, do do that as well. Our shows are broadcast here on Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker. Um, and they get syndicated on iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Podchasers, you name it. I can go down the long list. All you got to do is go to wwwthe 110 There's a whole long list of tabs that you can find these show, uh, our shows on. Um, or if you uh, don't have a show already and you want to do a show, we can always put you on our network just like we did for the Sunday night show. Uh, we brought them onto our network and uh, they are doing their show on there um, to grow their fan base, to help us grow our fan base, um, and hopefully uh, grow this thing into something that this is what we do. Uh, but anyway, uh, any other plans uh, in the immediate future of uh, media that you're trying to get into? Like do you already got well, the next one you're working on applying for?
2: oh yeah i'm i'm been uh i'm gonna work on something oh, you know this is uh you know i'm gonna say this this is new this is new for me you get what oh, I'm yeah. saying as far as the podcast the radio station but I got to give you credit just because it this kind of helped me you know what I mean it kind of gotcha. helped me groom up a little bit as far as just talking pausing you know what I mean. You know, uh, mm-hmm. bullets and and all that type of good stuff. But this is something that I I actually want to keep going and doing. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, I love going through a a free a free uh, college game <laughs> or a free professional game it's, it's, and sit it's there like the and watch. Once you the game. get that first approval, yeah. you want to do more. Oh, yeah. You want another Oh, oh one yeah! You want oh yeah! <laughs> I already, yeah! I already, I already I guess, now, like like you said, the and, NCAA. And I'm, only, yeah,
1: I'm doing many as possible. And, and not only do you want to do another one and do another one, you want to. What can I do even more? Like, what can more, I top better. this yeah, exactly. experience? Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, you know, uh-huh. it's like yeah. okay, I did. Okay, I did a race. How yeah, can I uh-huh. top that? What can I? Yeah. Okay, now I did it. Now I. Now I. You know. It's like when I went to the NHR thing, uh, NHRA thing in Charlotte, you know, at that point in time we had, um, I don't know how well you keep up with uh, NHRA, but we had Erica Enders. Um, At that time she was a two-time champion. Um, I think she's won more championships um, since then. Um, Great. She was a great um, listener of the show. She came on. I probably had her on the show five or six times. But when I went to the event. You know, for anything I wanted, all I do is just basically wave at her, you know, look, you know, you want to come talk to me, you want to meet the crew, whatever the case may be. Um, but It's like, how do you top that? Okay, now I get to go to the Hall of Fame and NASCAR. How do I top that? Oh, I get to interview drivers. Now, how am I going to top that? Oh, I'm going to go to a football game in the middle of a racetrack. Let's we'll see how I can top. Like once you once yeah. it's, it's two different addictions. Is one is how how more how many more times can I do this? I thought about this earlier because I need to get on my other computer because I have it saved where I to start applying since the race season to get ready to kick off and see what I can apply. Um, the tracks that are close enough to me where with NASCAR that I've already gotten the system and work the rest of them. But it's it, the addiction becomes what all can I go do, and mm-hmm. how can I top? the biggest event that I've done so far. Yeah. Like, what can yeah. I do to get, you know, so, uh, it's, it's let me, definitely, uh, uh... like the UNC, it's
2: kind of like, just like every other press that goes up there, I get a chance to go in there 90 minutes before and after the game. I get to ask, you know, post before and after, uh, questions. So it's going to be, it's definitely going to be cool, you know what I mean? So I'm ready to, I'm ready to, uh, See see how this network going because when I, when I go in there I'm real focused on you know what I mean trying to knock out certain things and get some things accomplished within them four mm-hmm. hours of being there you know as far as networking some good content some interviews some good questions you know what I mean so I'm I'm definitely going in there I'm, I'm definitely going in there with a the plan for
1: sure. And that was one of the great things about living in North Carolina, especially at first when we was getting approved for all the NASCAR races because you were, like, right there. Like, it was yeah. nothing for me to drive to Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, Charlotte was my most frequently visited track, Um just because of location, it's like an hour and a half or so drive. I only did it once as media, and I actually got approved through NASCAR. I actually worked with NASCAR that that particular event. Um, and, as a matter of fact, I did. I think I might have done tw- twice. I know definitely once, and I got to interview David Reagan and R.J. Mitty from Breaking Bad. Um, which, like I said, it was, it was just, you were trying to find that that that. That drug, that addiction, that how do I beat Mm -hmm. the last thing I did? Well, hell, now I get to interview a race car driver and a TV actor. Like, uh, you know, you Mm can't – that's where I was at. And I get to write an article that went on NASCAR.com on top of that. Uh, You know, so – That was right about being North Carolina. It wasn't that far from Charlotte. Bristol's not that far of a drive. I mean, land's a nice little hop and skip, but not that far. Martinsville wasn't that far. Um, I kicked myself in the butt for never going to Darlington. Even as a fan, uh, I wish I would have went to Darlington. Uh, the rock uh Rockingham wasn't open, but for two years, and that was before we did the the media stuff I did take advantage um and went to it one of the years they had reopened. I know they're working on trying to redo that of course, they reopened North Wilkesboro. I wish I wish even just on the fan side I, it would have been open when I lived in North carolina um then you talk sports wise you got the Panthers that are right there, uh, obviously in Charlotte as well. Atlanta, the Falcons, not too far. It's almost, I think, just as far to go to Atlanta as to go to go see the Commanders. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, the, you had you're, you're kind of centrally, and it's not that far down to go to Florida. So as a NASCAR fan, you know, it was actually quicker to drive to Daytona to go to the 500 than it was to come back to see the family in Ohio. Um, then, of course, you got the baseball teams, the football teams in Florida. and it's not that far. Like that was one of the one of the great things, especially doing media wise, um, that made North. Carolina so appealing and one of the reasons like I didn't really pursue even if I wanted to move back um it wasn't something I really pursued or really paid a lot of attention to especially when we was like really elbows deep doing the 110 stuff because you had so much accessibility um and we were, doing, well, we were very NASCAR-heavy at first, so especially the NASCAR world, but in all aspects, versus here, like, yeah, it's not too far of a drive to Indianapolis, and I'd love it. I'm going to work on maybe trying to see if I get into this year. Um, Kentucky, they done shut down, so Michigan is uh, nice. It's like driving, almost like driving to Atlanta, to the Michigan track from here. But I don't have the same accessibilities to, you know, all the different events it's more spread out versus it seemed like everything was right there in north carolina so i do miss that aspect especially the nascar side um of all that but uh yeah i don't know that's it's <laughs> if you're out there listening i am tell you what we put the work and hustle in, Come join us, and there's a lot of things you can do. It's all based on how how much you want to do. The guys, like I said, the guys asked me after I, I sat there. Cause as soon as you send me the screenshots of uh, getting approved, I send to the guys. I'm like, look, this is what's going on. You know, try to keep everybody in the loop. Some of these people have been with me. Miss Lee's, I separated in 2013 September. So, me and Miss Lee came on board, I would say, January of 2014. She was really the only person in my life that, that – me and Miss Lee didn't know each other um, that well. She just kind of helped ran the chat room. She don't know how she fell into the chat room. We had it on a different platform, and she kind of ran the chat room, and everybody – like, we used to have – we was on a whole different platform. You could actually – you can have up to four people on the screen. It was actually, we so we actually did it live where you could see each other. And then there was a whole chat room and we were there, there would be hundreds of people in the chat, it was crazy. And so she kind of moderated that. And then when the separation happened, I took time off from October till January. And she constantly checked in and constantly checked in. And me and Miss Lee have been together ever since then. So early 2014. Um, Chris came in a year or two after that. So he's been around probably since 15 or 16. Um, and then Craig came in a year or two after that. So I'd say either 17 or 18. And then Taz came in a couple of years after that. Um, and then of course you've been here for a couple of years as well now at this point. Um, and then we just added Adam and TJ, the uh, Sunday night show, um, Now, we've had a couple other people in between, and they were with us for a while. Izzo was with us for a few years. He ended up passing um, diabetes or being a diabetic, ended up, um, unfortunately, taking his health and life. Um, um, Stats, uh, Mike Perricone, he was with us a handful of years, um, was in a wheelchair. Cancer ended up taking him. Uh, racing with Big Sweat. He was with us for a few years. He just did a show on our network. For those who do who race uh, racing the show Racing with Big Sweat or Steve Billmeyer, he was actually he actually helped make the movie um, Days of Thunder. Um, he actually was the crew chief for Tim Richmond. For those that are old NASCAR fans, put Jeff Gordon actually in his first race car um, and a few other drivers. Like, he, he was a pretty big deal for us and a pretty big deal in the racing world. Um, he, his health ended up getting the best of him as well. He was older. Um, so, yeah, but uh, every every time you get approved, I shoot over. And so they, they, they've been asking more and more questions. Miss Lee has been approved. Um, and so I, I've been trying to look. You know, all you gotta do is do the research. Mario, Mario is a prime example. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, that's, all you gotta I, do I is, took, yeah.
2: You know, that night, that night. You know, not trying, not trying to go, not trying to go off topic, right? uh, it it was kind of like uh, I watched, I watched somebody else do it. You know, at the radio station at one hundred four point five, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to do it. But I didn't get no help, you know what I mean, from anybody. So I had to find I had to dig. I had to research. I had to dig, I had to research. I took clips of, you know, online of what to say to people in emails and just put it put my information in there. You know, so I, I definitely did a lot of digging as far as the telephone numbers, who to because I was just emailing people. I was emailing people that, you know, I looked up you know, the media and content relationships of, of each school, you know what I mean? They have telephone numbers and, and email addresses and i and I just start emailing. And then I just happened to run, I happened to email AD at UNC and, uh, talk to him. He didn't do it, but he knows, he knows the people who give out credentials to a game and, uh, word of mouth got, you know, he, he, he gave me a reference. he, Got in contact with a person that I needed. Got in contact with, and uh, he reached back out to me. Then I built. A, then I built a relationship with him, and then uh, you know it kind of went from there. Yeah, but the, this uh, is def- this definitely. Yeah. It won't be my last for sure. It won't be my last <laughs> UFC game for sure. No.
1: Uh, the, uh, Izzo was a big NHL guy. Um, Izzo knew, knew the NHL like nobody knew any sport that I ever met in my life, and I felt like I knew NASCAR and and NFL pretty good. Like his knowledge, NHL, but I got him actually approved like you got to prove the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and then we also got approved, I think it was on a game-to-game basis. I don't remember if it was a Bobcat still at that point in time where they switched uh, back to the Hornets. Um, it just never happened. I will do this uh, when um, it opens up where I actually couldn't apply in the SMI. I have an account. I will add you to that and see if we can get you approved and to do a NASCAR race. Um, and, oh, yeah. and Charlotte, I'm that's, a, that's that's definitely an experience, um, and things you get to see and, and being part of that media center and everything else, um, being in the garage area and all that. Um, I I'll get you in there, especially would be able to put you in for the 110 nation and add the fact that you do the radio show on, um, one of their stations that is not too far from them. That should make life easier for you on that aspect to get yeah. in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, got about 15 more minutes before we uh, mosey our way out of here. Any topics that uh, we've not jumped into um, that is an interest for you tonight? I mm-hmm. know you usually uh- have a topic, too.
2: Uh, not right now. You know what I mean? Today, of course, we got, you know, we got the, uh, Tobacco Road rivalry this week, even though Carolina lost last night to Georgia Tech after a 10-game winning streak and 9-0 in an ACC, you know what I mean, right before the Duke game Saturday. So, that's, that's what you the way. feeling
1: about your, uh, UNC-Duke matchup. How is Duke, uh, you know, I ain't kept up with.
2: They're, they're, yeah, they're,
1: they're, they're,
2: they're, they're number seven. They just got done playing I think a Virginia 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 I think Virginia and they got off real good from the three point line you know after lose after losing to uh after losing to Pitts, Pittsburgh a couple games before but they they on a little shooting streak right now they got two games they got they got two games they just won after losing but they come. They come to Dean. They come home. They come. They're coming to North Carolina. So hopefully, I mean, to the Dean Center. So hopefully they can do something. But they're kind of up on us right now because last year we didn't have a good year. So I think, you know, they they're two wins up on us on us just from last year, and that's and that's real bad around these parts, you know. We can talk <laughs> about just UNC and Duke, you know. What I mean? But uh hopefully we get to see. Hopefully
1: they come out soon. It's uh, it's I don't know. It's just weird. Like I know that's a big robbery. I've I've lived it. I've worked in Chapel Hill. I have bounced in Chapel Hill. I've been in the club scene. I, everything in Chapel Hill. And hell, I like I said in last week's show, um, hell, one of the years we even fed the Duke teams. I worked for a company that worked in Durham, right across the road from Duke University. I don't know if it's because it's basketball. I don't know if it's because it's a different fan base. And what I mean by that, Ohio State, Michigan won football versus basketball. I don't know the physicality difference. Um, Or it's just because, I don't know, when I think of UNC and Duke, I think more of your doctors and more of your preppy – You know, the higher class, not that you don't get that from Ohio State and Michigan, but that's not what Mm -hmm. I visualize. Like, I know what it's like in Chapel Hill. I know what the houses look like. I know what the status of a lot of those people are. And the same thing with Duke and the money that's spent. Um, The rivalry is not as intense. For one of the biggest rivalries in basketball, and then being 10 miles apart, I always expected it to be like – Ohio, Michigan hate each other. Like, I think that's been voted like the biggest rivalry of all sports is the Ohio-Michigan mm-hmm. rivalry. Um, it's definitely in college football, but I think if I'm not mistaken, it's like I, I considered the biggest in all sports. And like, it's pure like dudes would be ready to throw down, like legitimate throw oh, yeah. down when it comes oh, yeah. to like. I don't. I've never. I've seen you know some some preppy boys in Chapel Hill and their flannel long-sleeve shirts and their khaki shorts and their little flip-flops and, oh man, your team's bad. You know, those kind of, but nothing like, I don't know, I just don't see. And <laughs> it, 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 it used to upset me, like, and it still kind of upsets me. Like, you know, like, I want to see what I see in Ohio State, Michigan. I always wanted to see, especially when I worked in Chapel Hill, like, y'all don't want to kill each other. Like, let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Like, Y'all play too nice with your rivalry. Like, we take it to – I don't know. We just take it too personal or what. Um, So, I don't know. But uh, definitely excited for you this weekend. Hopefully, uh, UNC wins for your sake. I don't have a dog in a fight. I really don't care about anything. They're at an NC NC State had just so I stayed out of the middle of all that. Um, So, (laughs) ah, Lord. Um, Let's go ahead and get things wrapped up. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and let them know, A, where they can find you. They can find the Carolina Sports Plus. Uh, Let them know where they can catch you, those that live in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, when and where they can find you on the radio, uh, websites, Facebook sites, anything you want to throw out there, all the norms, and we get things wrapped up for this week.
2: Okay. You can follow us on. Social media on Facebook and Instagram at Caroline Sports Plus. You can buy merchandise at com. We got a lot of great things on the site. You can catch us in the streets if you're in Lumberton. The the mobile store that we're currently working on will be ready when it's time to go out there to Lumberton. Rumble on the lumber. That's March 1st and 2nd. Uh, you can catch you can catch us on. One hundred four point five on Tuesday around five or six o'clock p.m. But uh, there's a couple of things that we got going on, so please most definitely check out Carolina Sports Plus.
1: Um, don't forget, make sure one you guys check us out at www110 The One Hundred Ten Nation Sports Radio Network. dot com. It has all our road schedules. Um, and it has some older blogs that I've not done in a while, something I need to get back in the swing of things once work comes down here. Um, it gives you links to all the different platforms that our shows are on. So you can catch it on Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, uh, Podchaser, as the list goes on and on. Um, it's just easier to point everybody in that direction. You can click on the tab. Um, just make sure when you get over there, you follow us on whatever platform you choose. That way, um, we continue to grow. Um, to continue to grow, I want to welcome again the closers. You guys can catch them Sunday nights, 930 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you guys get in the studio. They recap the sports of the week, um, hit you on all the big topics. Um, great show, great flow. Loved what I heard Sunday. I'm um, looking forward to next Sunday show as well. Um, Tuesday night, Race Chat Live hit the airwaves again for 2024. Yesterday, they are back this season. I'm looking forward to uh, catching the replay myself um, over the next day or two. Um, Now that my audit's over with, things kind of get to calm down a little bit for me. Um, And then uh, looking forward to um, the return of Safety to Success, local racetrack show, talking about safety, talks to different drivers, vendors, and stuff like that. Uh, He'll be coming back here in about a month, so looking forward to that as well. Um, Don't forget... Make sure you guys uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. I will be working on videos. There's a lot of different things that we did last year that I'm going to start rolling out again this year, especially with the weather Um, as it changed. um, It seems like it's rained for like two weeks straight, so it's like you can't hardly do anything outside. There ain't a lot of video stuff going on. I will be working on breaking down um, shows and making short clips um, throughout the rest of this week, um, probably starting Friday. Um, I, they'll give me a chance to get time-stamped, all the segments of the race chat live, and I'll start knocking them all out. Um, the family's doing karaoke. They do karaoke the first Friday of the month. I probably, uh, at this point, told them I'm skipping out. I would just want to go home and get some rest. So I have no intentions of going um, to my intentions to come home and start working on some videos and then working on them all the weekend. Um, so make sure you guys subscribe to that. If you're interested in joining the 110 Nation, all you got to do is hit me at mrcjsports at gmail.com. Um, and just send me an email. Either you got a show you want to syndicate it on our network, um, or if you just want to do a show on our network, always looking forward to expand. The ultimate goal is to have shows every day of the week, and, you know, this is what we do. Uh, i got to thank Carolina Sports Plus. got to thank the staff, the crew, the listeners, everybody that uh, has made this possible. Uh, April 15, we turned cert. Team. So it's been, a, we've been doing it for hot minutes. Not there. You know, we i have made a lot of mistakes. We've learned a lot over the years and we've got to do a lot of great things and, uh, looking forward to a lot more great things. I'm same way Mario. This is, we're, we're nowhere close to being done. We're really, even though we're 11 years into this, or yeah, 11 years into this 12 years, 13 years. I don't see him losing track. Uh, we're only getting beginning or only getting started. There's a lot still to do and a lot to experience. So, uh, I think I got everything there, Mario. Um don't forget next week we'll be back here eight o'clock in the studio. Um unless you can think of anything else we're gonna get out of here.
2: Yeah. See you next week.
1: See you next week. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?